Relationships are at the core of life. Life is a relationship. I mentioned in week one that we breathe the oxygen produced by plants and they feed with the carbon dioxide we exhale. Flowering plants rely on bees and, and hummingbirds to pollinate them, while animals eat the plants and sometimes make homes in them. When animals die and decompose, they enrich the soil and these nitrates stimulate plant growth. It is a perfect balance. It is a relationship. It is a transaction. It is a give and take. My personal interest in relationships spans over half a century. I am the result of a relationship, same as you and all of the others. I experienced love in a relationship. I experienced hate in a relationship. I experienced um, safety and fear in relationships. I first experienced doubt in the relationship with myself. My first memories took place in the relationship with my family. Then I started to play with children uh, in the relationship with all of those in the neighborhood and school. And then magic was revealed to me in the beauty of my relationship with nature. Any experience I ever had took place within a relationship. And I have just briefly described the four relationship circles I identified in time, the relationship with the self, the family, the other people, and the world. By now, you should have read the relationship roadmap and the relationship agreement. Both of them are very short ebooks. They will be very helpful to understand the dynamic of these four relationship circles and why a relationship agreement is necessary. This understanding will be hopefully deepened by your self-reflection exercise that you will complete after reading the guides and watching this video. And I am now going to help you just for a few minutes to find some more clarity and direction around your relationship struggles, which we will eventually wrap up during our live session and then continue to build on that. Relationships are simple, but our program minds don't like simplicity. We know that the way we learn to relate becomes in time our relational style. And we know that often we learn either unconsciously or through active observation, some dysfunctional ways of engaging with others. We also know that unless we adjust our thinking and behavior, we are remaining enslaved to these maladjusted relational habits. And then they make us very dissatisfied and unhappy in life. A longitudinal study carried out at Harvard University for about 75 years revealed that our happiness and the longevity in life is directly related to the quality of our relationships. And I will leave a link at the end of this to check out this resource yourself. In my therapy room, I hear often that relationships are complicated. But it is a fact of life that we can attune to the relationships around us. And we can do that with just a few very basic rules. One, good communication. And that is helped by a relationship agreement. Two, that's active listening. And three, it is an intentional relational style, which in my case, it's based on the seven steps of real transformation framework that can help us understand and accept the other Maybe let go of the past experiences that are upsetting us. Maybe learn from our interaction. And then, of course, forgive, make amends, heal, and transform. I shared in the opening that, in my experience, most, if not all, human suffering takes place within relationships. 
And this is not just my personal experience. I often see people struggling with themselves, struggling with their families, with colleagues and friends and with the oppressive systems around them. Conflicts and tensions are very common in relationships that disrespect these two first rules, communication and active listening. But the reparation is actually very possible with a relationship agreement and with the seven steps of real transformation framework. Now, the question is, where do you start? I would say that you should focus on the relationship with yourself first. Your aim should be to get to know yourself at such level that you know exactly where you start and you know exactly where you end. Your safety and stability in life and the quality of your relationships and even your happiness, they all come from the nature of your relationship with yourself. Next, the relationships with your nuclear family and your extended family is also very important because they form your roots. And take the example of a plant. If the plant doesn't have water and minerals at its roots, the entire structure will, will fall, will die out. The reparation in the relationship with the family, and this includes a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a spouse or a partner, it is a little bit more complex because of the dynamic of this family system, but it is very possible if you put in all the necessary resources like love, compassion, time, energy and patience. Then we have the social relationships, the relationships with the other people, with the humanity, and we think they are more manageable. And Although it doesn't always feel that way, that's kind of the truth. They are more manageable. They are easier to manage. And that happens because they are a little bit more distant. In the social relationships, we usually interact one-to-one. -one. But of course, we also belong to small communities that can get together and create trends and subcultures. And therefore, they can represent a much greater force that can overpower us. Whatever the case, we can still repair these relationships either one-to-one -one or within the group or even better on both levels. Lastly, we have the relationship with the world, with the world's forces, with the world's systems and institutions, and they can be repaired too from the inside out. This often demands from you a sense of acceptance and understanding of the true nature of these forces. In the relationship with the universe, the earth and the ecosystem, we sometimes think that we are insignificant, but our actions matter a lot. You see, the thoughts we entertain, the energy we send out in the universe is entangling with, with the energy of everything else out there. And in the larger schemes of things, it has an impact. Remember that even our DNA is influencing the energy of the universe. These four relationship circles require a deeper understanding and acceptance and also a sense of surrender to what is and cannot be changed. And as a general rule, the most important aspect we need to remember is that we cannot change the other people completely and we cannot change the entire world as much as we want that. The only thing we can change is ourselves. We can ask other people to adjust to us, but it is their responsibility and they have the choice to say yes or no to our demands. 
We can make a stand and contribute to making the world a better place in all aspects, like the state of the cosmos, the earth, the ecosystem, the evolution of science, religion, education, spirituality, politics, economy, culture, and so on. However, we need to accept that we are not the only actors involved in the outcome. The bottom line is that whatever you struggle with, it can be addressed, but your intentions and actions need to remain your response ability, not your instinctual reaction. And because the outcome includes many other forces, it is advisable, as I keep preaching, to practice non-attachment in all your relationship circles. You can aim to live in loving, peaceful, joyful, and happy relationships, but if they stop working, if these people disappear, you need to know that this is not the end of the world that you still have access to the most genuine, to the most beautiful relationship you will ever have. And that's the relationship with yourself. And I'd like to encourage you to reframe your narrative because it's important to tell your story from the perspective of today. And I would like to encourage you to consider the following, that you are made of four parts, body, mind, soul, and social persona, that these parts of you interact with each other and with the outer environment that your mind is a program installed on your brain by your family, school, and the society, that you have been given this uh, life script and this ancestry in the form of evolutionary, genetic, and karmic memory, that you are coming from this universe and that you are the child of this earth and part of this ecosystem, that religion and science have influenced and possibly still influence your life, that your culture taught your parents and your ancestors how to parent you, that you have a personal history which is filled with myths and legends, that you struggle to come to terms with your inheritance and with your human condition, and of course, that your suffering and healing have the same source. You will write your story from a place of understanding, acceptance, and surrender. You will write it in the third person, answering the question, who is your name, like in my case, who is Nicoletta? And then you will start writing this way. Nicoletta is, and you keep writing. After you write the story, I would like you to reflect on the meaning of your suffering and what are you learning from it. Then I would like you to complete the exercise on forgiveness. I would like you to go deep within yourself and search for the purpose of this pain and for your ability to forgive. This will help you understand where you find yourself in your journey of self-discovery and healing the aim is to be able to move smoothly from step one, understanding, to step two, acceptance, and then step three, surrender to what is, so you can extract meaning from your pain and then learn the lessons that have been given to you in this life. With that wisdom, you will then be able to forgive. And the power of forgiveness is extraordinary. Forgiveness is your genuine path to release the pain and to heal. And this is where we're heading to.